Being part of the church body means ministering to and helping one another. In all stages of life, we look for those we can lean on and serve among. Welcome to Talk Truth, a McGregor podcast where we dive into scripture, gain insight from community, and biblically answer life questions. Talk Truth will answer your questions submitted every other week. If you have a question for Talk Truth, you could submit it on our website. I'm your host, Danielle Flood. Let's open the word, gather together, and talk some truth. Today, I am joined by Kevin Mullings and Jonathan Bowman. Welcome, guys. Thank you for having us. Glad yeah. to be here. Our question today is, what does the Bible say about singleness? And while you two are leading the discussion, I wanted to have this conversation because it's for all of us, because the church is made up of people from all ages and stages of life. Um, but as we begin, I'm going to start with prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, your will is perfect, and we thank you for building your kingdom through your church. May we represent you well and encourage our brothers and sisters today. Amen. Amen. Yay. So, Jonathan, this is your second time here. Yes. Thank you. Uh, But Kevin, welcome. Thank you very much. Yeah, I'm excited to share this time with you both. And Kevin, I'd like our listeners to get to know you a little bit. Can you tell us some of your story? Okay, well, I'm a teacher. Um, I teach in the school district, and I've been here at McGregor. I've been a teacher here at McGregor for about 18 years now, and uh, teaching in the singles ministry, of course, and it's just been a wonderful experience. That's awesome. Thank you. Jonathan, what do you want people to know about you? Um, That I work for Kevin. (laughs) (laughs) No, Kevin's one of our great teachers. I'm just an adult minister here, and so singles ministry falls underneath that, but... uh, you know, I don't have to do too much because it's in good hands. So absolutely, and I love to see how ministry here at the church is like unified. People, lay people, you know, pastors work together absolutely. to get it all done because it takes us all. Yeah, that's yeah. Right. So, Jonathan, diving right in, where is singleness mentioned in the Bible, and why? Well, I mean, uh, I can think of a few places. It's not always a hundred percent mentioned. Um, Paul does mention it, and I think. One of the Corinthian letters, okay. where he asks uh, some of the widows, you know, it's better to remain as I am. Uh, he mentions that. Uh, of course, it may be that he was married once, but in any case, during his ministry, he was whole. He was always single, hmm. and of course, uh, Jesus was single. Um, so, single, singleness is a pretty big aspect, really, in the Bible when you come to think mm-hmm. of it. And why do you think? I mean, why do I think? Yeah. Um. Well, I think, you know, it's interesting. I mean, when you look at Jesus, singleness, it's not like being married is a sin, right? Right. And so he could have gotten married. Um, We don't really know why he didn't, but it's probably because he was a traveler, much like Mm -hmm. Paul and missional, and it was just a way for him to be more effective Mm -hmm. in ministry. Um, And also I think singleness, both in Jesus and Paul's life, kind of highlights the fact that while God did create male, female, you know, marriage isn't really the only way that that um, is displayed. I mean, that's displayed um, most importantly for the New Testament believer in the church. Like there's males and females within the kingdom body and we're a family and we're integrated through the Holy Spirit in, in that way. And so, um, uh, so it's, you know, so actually the, I remember when I was single being frustrated, people would be like, 
when are you going to get married? When are you going to, you know, and I was single till my mid twenties and I couldn't understand why to people it was that big of a deal. Right. You know, like uh, Paul was single, Jesus was single. Some other people in scripture definitely were single. So um, why do we always harp on not being single? But I guess it's kind of a cultural thing mm -hmm. um, more than a biblical thing. Yeah. So, And some people from the other side would like to not be single and some people would. Yeah. So I yeah. think that's great. So Kevin, how has God used these examples and verses in your life? I mean, um, I think one of the person who was single in the Bible that really speaks to me is uh, Daniel. Hmm. And God used Daniel in, in such a way to not only be a guide for his people, but also spoke to him about things to come. And he was just a magnificent example of what um, somebody whose soul focuses God can do mm -hmm. in, in his life. And, and on top of that, remember, he was also a top official in the Babylonian Empire. Mm -hmm. So when you look at somebody like that, um, and John the Baptist is another person. When, you're, when your life is totally focused in one direction and not being split um, and holistically towards God, you can accomplish great things. Yeah. And, and singleness is, is not, it's not a disease. And for some people, it's, it's for a time. Yeah. It's for a time. And you know what? I think, especially being in the church, yeah. um, a lot of people find, find great comfort in finding somebody in the church. And, and until that happens, um, focusing on God and what, he, what he's got for you in your life is quite possibly the best thing you can do. Right. No, for sure. In my single season, I served God in Africa and it's not something that I was prepared then to do with a family or with a spouse. You know, it was an individual calling, an individual leading, and I'm very glad I did because I wasn't the same person later when did, God did call us to get married. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so how have ministries to singles served the church well, do you think? I'll let Kevin take it. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, um, the singles ministry is a very... You know what? There's it, it, It's a large umbrella because you have people that are divorced. You have people that have never been married. You have people that um, are looking to get married. So when you say single, a lot of people think uh, it's a, a hookup joint or, you know, someplace where you can meet somebody. And it, it's not that we discourage that, but that's not the main focus. Right. It's um, where people who are, who are all single, you can come together as a support because especially in our life group, many issues are discussed that are very, very personal, and that's, we, it needs to be a safe space. And nobody needs to walk in there thinking that somebody's just a predator, somebody that's just there to pick them up. In our singles life group, um, we, we generally tend to help each other out. We, we focus on creating an environment where we can um, socialize together, fellowship together, we can do projects together. Mm -hmm. uh, Operation Christmas Child happens to be one of the major major things we do. Right now we're gonna do the Easter basket for um, our food shelter. Mm -hmm. um, I think that's this week. Mm -hmm. um, we, and sometimes our groups take missions trip. We also try to get our groups to focus on other ministries in the church. You'll find if you come to our, our life group, you'll find people that are in the choir, Right. Um, people that are doing other ministries. So it's it's a place where where you can come. I, I think Arthur left us with this mantra, if you want to stop hurting, start helping. And I think that's one of the beautiful things about us. Some people see it as hurting. No, singleness is, is, if it's something that you don't want and you focus on it too much, yeah. it 
it tends to eat you up. Whereas if you just focus on the things that God puts in front of you, it, singleness is just a part of life. And like I said, sometimes it's just for a season. Okay. Yeah. And I love that you have that community. I think that sometimes, you know, natural social opportunities or community comes from being part of a family, a small family. But then if you don't have that, you know, you might look to your neighbor, to your, you know, church. You know, just uh, talking to Kevin today, they were over helping uh, paint a a lady's house in their group yesterday. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think that, um, you know, singles, I just, I don't even like calling them singles. They're just people. Yeah. But, but you know, um, they, <clears throat> they do have more opportunity for ministry. Mm-hmm. Um, and they also have a great fellowship. Uh, you know, if they're all, our singles class group is always busy. Uh, mm-hmm. They're always doing something, whether it's a fellowship or some sort of ministry opportunity, because um, they just, you know, to them in a lot of ways, uh, I can just get just, I wouldn't say distracted, but I have my community needs kind of melt, met in my house. Right. But for a lot of the singles, their community needs really, it really is the church. Yeah. It's their church family. You know, especially if you're a widower or a widow that's in, involved in the singles ministry, um, uh, you know, they, they are your support. Right. And so that way I really enjoy actually seeing everything that our singles ministry do. Um, be, because in some ways they're more active and they're more involved than other life groups, other areas of the church, because right. they have, you know, they just have to be. Right. So. Yeah, in Colossians, it talks about being distracted, um, anxious about worldly things, how to please your spouse. You know, there are other things that come with a marriage that take you away from a little more of the service um, and the family and the community you were talking about. Yeah, and if it's not a bad thing, you just, no. have, you just have different responsibilities. Yeah. and. I think uh, a lot of our singles, they're able to, like I said, they're able to do more together. Mm-hmm. And in some ways they're able to serve more, uh, like mission trips and different volunteers things. Absolutely. Then to somebody it's like, um, I gotta schedule my wife's vacation and my kids time, and, mm-hmm. you know. And some some of our singles do have kids. So it's, again, it's yeah. not like a blanket, uh, blanket right. statements we're trying to make, but. Sometimes, I guess as singles, I'm okay with my singleness, but some people feel like they would rather not be single, especially if they have kids or whatever. There's a safe space there. There's, like, like Jonathan was saying, there's activities. Uh, I know a couple weeks ago they saw Jesus Revolution, and it was just one of those spontaneous things. Um, bike rides, Fourth uh, of July. I think for years we we've gone up to Tampa. We've gone other places for the Fourth of July together as yeah. a group. We were one year we were on the water out here in the Gulf, um, you know, just watching the fireworks show. There's just tons of events that we've done together over the years. Like like you said, missions trip, we've gone to uh, Noah's Ark in, in Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Just, um, and uh, I was talking to Christian earlier and we he mentioned Zambia, that's a place we've been. Mm-hmm. So, and that was a bunch of our group members. So we do quite a bit of activities together in the church with each other, fellowshipping with each other. Um, ladies do, uh, I don't know if it's once a month or once every other month, they do a, a, a Saturday morning brunch. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's just there's just um, a lot of activities that, yeah. and you don't have to do everything, um, but when we come together on Sundays, we just, we have a lot to discuss. And, and you know, it's not just as the, I, 
I'm just the director of what we're doing. You know, it, it, it takes on a life on, it, on its own. And every member there, I could honestly say, every member there is changing little by little into who they're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. So how do you think the life group plays a role in, or even our church culture as a whole, mm-hmm. plays a role in the contentment or discontentment of a person's singleness status or just? I think it plays a huge role because in your singleness, if, if what you're trying to do is find somebody, like I said, you can placate and you can just, it could overwhelm you. If you can't find somebody, you can't find somebody. Whereas in the life group, you have people that are of similar, if you've ever tried to um, talk to somebody who is homeless, if you've never been homeless, it's, it's kind of hard for them to reach you. But in, in a life group where you all, everybody's single, you will meet like minds. You'll meet somebody going through some similar circumstances as yourself, whether mm-hmm. you're married, whether you, you're divorced, whether you have children, whether you don't, mm-hmm. you'll meet somebody that can identify with what you're going through. And uh, you can talk to people that are older than you that, that can basically share with you their experiences because some, some people internalize it. Sure. Yeah. And I think it's important to remember, too, like, you know, Paul mentions in, that singleness is a gift. The Bible teaches singleness is a gift mm-hmm. that some people have. And for whatever reason, again, I think culturally we look at it as a man. If and, and some of that's, I guess, true. I mean, if somebody's just not in any sort of community or whatever, maybe you're like, what's going on with that person? If they're yeah. completely isolated and alone. That could be abnormal. But um, but but I don't know why that, that that thought sort of carries itself in churches. We can put a lot of pressure on people to get married, to be in a relationship, to be dating. And I think sometimes, um, you know, so a lot of times our ministries in church are geared more towards just um, married, married, small children. And if you're single, you don't have any of that. There's not a lot for you to, and a lot of churches are not let for, for you to engage in. And to me, that's a problem because, you you know, the right. fastest growing segment of our population, guess what? They're single. Right. And marriage is delayed nowadays till like you're 30. And that's even if you ever get married. Right. You know? So um, so I think churches can, without even thinking about it through their ministries and a lot of the ways they do, put pressure on people to to be married or to be in a relationship and forget that singleness is a gift from the Lord right. in the same way that marriage is. Mm-hmm. And God has different ways of displaying the gospel through a marriage or through a, a community group of singles. He has different ways of working through people's lives and it's yeah. not all the same and that's fine. Yeah, I had so. an amazing support system in the career group mm-hmm. back in the day when you know young adults living, you know, serving the Lord, trying to be connected to the church needing that community we just did things together you know we went out absolutely um eating and serving and connecting um yeah it was you know powerful in my life and it helped guide me into my next stages of life too absolutely um you know um and here's another thing we we do have members that are going through various issues i mean i mean a lot of our older members that are going through changes of life and when you're young and you're single you still feel invigorated, whereas when you're as you as you get older, some of our singles feel like they they are. How do I say it? they're they're not where they're supposed to be? They don't identify with the people around them. They feel a little lost, maybe a little lost. And so, you know, it, it's great being in a group dynamic where where they could talk to people. 
sometimes their their own age, sometimes older than them, who are, who have been through what they've been through, and can basically give them a, a some kind of guide. And so, because of the eclectic and, and just the diverse members of, in our group, everything from thirty all the way up to the great beyond. <laughs> That's right. And uh, so we 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 cater to everybody. And there's somebody there that can identify with what you're going through mm -hmm. and basically uh, engage with you in some kind of conversation to basically help you. So I think I think it's an, you asked about um, singles and the contentment. I think it's the, the, our singles is a necessity. It is a needed part of our environment and it allows for dialogue for people who are going through issues that go way beyond what a normal life group would 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 basically help them because mm -hmm. yeah, they, re they really are each other's family yes right. like to large to large extent they yes. really are each other's mm -hmm. family and uh and like you said the older some of our singles get the more you know um it, it's that way i mean if uh if you're sick at home and you're married <laughs> yeah versus man if you get sick and you're at home and you're single oh. like yeah. you're like you need you want somebody there yeah. Um, or yeah. to take to doctors. So it's just a different, it's a For different, sure. yeah, different, different way of life, we, but it's a good way. We just had a single, um, she celebrated her birthday in the hospital and, um, you know, she didn't think anybody was going to show up. And uh, lo and behold, she probably had 10 visitors with a little cake. And let me tell you, it made, it made a world of difference to her. Mm -hmm. You know, just, just knowing you're in the hospital, it's almost like nobody knows I'm here, nobody cares. But when you see that your life group is there for you and they're thinking about you more so than just even visiting, um, you, 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 you get the sense that this is family. Yeah. And it's not just meeting together on Sundays right. and that's it. It goes beyond that because I've also been to visit this person this week and there were other people still there. Mm -hmm. And so you know that this, th these encounters are genuine. Mm -hmm. These are Christian encounters where, you know, um, based on Matthew chapter 25, you know, when I was when I was hungry, you, you fed me when I was thirsty, you gave me to drink when I, you know. And so we we see the Bible living out. We're living out the Bible mm -hmm. when we when we encounter these things. And I, I think our, our life group sees it a lot and they they really relish the, the opportunity to help each other. Yeah. Yeah. Is there a time you feel like the church or some well-meaning church member said something that was like offensive or, you know? No, of course. Never. It happens. But, you know, um, as far as me, I guess when I, when I was uh, early in my teaching, I, I, was, I was more easily offended. Mm -hmm. uh, as you, as the longer I've been around here, the more I've accepted my role and realized that, you know, Okay, especially being who I am, I'm, I'm. If you have noticed, I'm a little bit different than the normal person, McGregor. Uh, but uh, so when I, when I walk around, I, I literally have to put myself in somebody else's shoe. In other words, <clears throat> walk a mile in somebody else's shoe, and where are they coming from? How, you know, what is what is the intent? So, and when I when I do that, I generally figure out that sometimes people are just not comfortable with with what you know with something and so when they say it it may not always come out right and from that standpoint i generally don't try to make don't try to make them feel bad but yeah people people will always say it's just human nature people always say something that makes you uncomfortable or something that makes you 
quite possibly can make you upset. Yeah. But you know what? If you, I'm a teacher, and I, I it's, unfortunately, I can't turn it off. Mm-hmm. So I don't, you know, and I'm around uh, 13 and 14 year olds all day. So for me, if somebody says something that makes me uncomfortable, I usually use a little bit of sarcasm or something to deal with it. But generally, I don't internalize it. So, but I, I, I can tell you from a teacher standpoint, I do know that people in the life group say something, sometimes they, they may offend somebody else in the life group, and I'm usually the first one to hear about it. And so what I try to do is I have to be diplomatic about it and just basically try to um, be a bridge. Mm-hmm. But generally, it this is a church. If somebody doesn't say anything that doesn't offend you, you're not talking to enough people. So, you know, it's, it's just one of those things. Yeah, or you hadn't hung around me for like an hour. So. Yeah. There you go. Right. That's funny. So what would you say to someone who's who's kind of unhappy in their singleness? And they say, how do I trust God when? Hmm. Or maybe unhappy in in, you know, loneliness in marriage or in a family. I mean, there's so many things that you can wonder, how do you trust God when these things aren't going your way? Um, what advice would you give them? Well, and you want to take this one, Jonathan? Well, the first thing I would say is like, cause you know, I've been there and hadn't been there in a while, but I've been there and you know, I just try to remind myself again of all the people in the Bible that were single and like that marriage is not the goal. It, it doesn't say in the Bible like the goal of your life is to get married, right? right. Your goal of your life is to glorify God, glorify Christ, mm-hmm. and to make disciples. Um, you know, uh, one of the things that single people can do, uh, you know, maybe even a better job at it, is just discipling other people. You know, like mm-hmm. Paul always had somebody with him, um, you know, uh, uh, Christ, of course. <laughs> Um, you know, but just investing in other people's lives. And I, I think you can get, you get down on your own singleness mm-hmm. basically just is a way of you saying, uh, God, you haven't given me what I wanted. Um, but, but, you know, maybe you, you know, you have to contemplate the fact that, well, are you satisfied with God though? Like, are you right. just satisfied with the Lord? And um, I remember thinking to myself at one point, well, maybe I'll never get married. What's that going to be like? Yeah. You know? And I had to, I just kind of began to think about that and, and it just reframed my perspective on who I was as a person. Like right. I'm God's child. Marriage is not the goal of my life. And even when I am married, the goal of my life is to try to follow Jesus Christ, honor Jesus Christ and be satisfied through, through him. So, cause no person's gonna, gonna do that for you. Um, I think no matter what, people that are going through what you're saying, their singleness, having problems with their singleness, um, wanting to be married, Jonathan and I can talk to them um, till we're blue in the face. And we, you know, we can basically set up a scenario. But in this particular thing, I think it's one of those things where it would be best to pair them with somebody who's going through similar circumstances as them, some a more mature Christian who is going through, because like I said before, if, if I'm hungry, and you just walk out of a restaurant, you can't identify with me. If I can't afford to, if I can't afford any food and I'm hungry, and you're saying, oh, you'll be okay. Yeah, it's okay for you to say you just, you just ate. Um, whereas somebody may look at Jonathan and say, look at you, big strapping guy like you. Of course you're good. Somebody's going to snatch you up. <laughs> I didn't think so. Yeah. Yeah. No, but and, and they may think, well, I don't look as good as Jonathan. I don't I'm not as healthy as Jonathan. So I don't have a chance. Yeah. And so, you know what? You have to pair them with somebody who they who can who they can identify with. And generally, 
I think our life group has enough people in it where somebody can can basically speak to them. Somebody can talk into their life. Somebody can tell them how the life group has helped them to to channel their energy in other directions and, and be more positive. And going back to the mantra, if you want to stop hurting, start helping. You know, and so to basically change the focus from themselves, yeah. you know, to to helping others. Yeah. Discipling others, serving exactly. others, sharing yeah. the gospel. I mean, I know just between friends, I've tried to set Kevin up on a couple of dates, you know, he keeps on. No, but, <laughs> but after the, you know, after saying a third time, he just flat out told me, look, I'm good with where I am, you know. Yeah. And, and, the, and the issue is, is like, but because he's single, like um, one, of our, one of the outcomes of that is man, this guy has like intense, amazing Bible knowledge because mm-hmm. he sits there and he studies and he learns and he learns and he learns mm-hmm. and he invests it in people. Yeah. And another outcome of that is again, like he he models it, but a lot of the people in our group they're always helping each other out. Right. And you know, in ways that you know they probably couldn't have done otherwise because the goal is not to be in a relationship with another human being right the goal is to be in a relationship with the lord mm-hmm. and but but i do think that for sure that god wants us in community with with other people and i think i think the the single our singles ministry facilitates all of these things happen, right. happening because without the singles ministry I don't think I would have the opportunity to do the things I'm doing, and certainly the other singles would not have the opportunity to help each other out and grow in their relationship in that manner. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what you want, is you want like all of us striving to grow Absolutely. toward the Lord mm-hmm. together. Um, you were reminding me with your, you know, talking about being full or being hungry. Yeah. Um, it's in First Corinthians, so whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. Amen. And you know, whatever stage of life we're in, we should—that's our goal, right? That's mm-hmm. our focus. We should be serving others. We should be, um, you know, in community, and yeah, looking to honor God with whatever He's given us. Absolutely. Yeah. Any last comments before we? Well, I mean. Um... I'm always trying to invite people into our singles ministry and just um, come and fellowship with us. So, mm-hmm. and a little shout out to our uh, Master Life Group 1 and 2. Hey. Yeah. If you guys listen to this podcast, I hope you enjoyed it. If you thought I was talking about you, I wasn't. Yeah, no. Share it with a friend. <laughs> no. That's awesome. Well, to our listeners, thank you for spending your time with us today. If you haven't yet connected online, check us out on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. And be sure to check out our other McGregor podcast channels. Just head over to talktruthpodcast.com for all the details. We'd love to hear from you. Give us your feedback however you're listening. Thank you for listening, and remember to talk truth.